and we have to really escalate the noise we make so that we'll be heard. Welcome to Gay USA. I'm Andy Hum. I'm Ann Northrup. And yes, we're back in our homes. Andy, do you want to explain? Uh, just that I picked up a bug last week. I feel completely fine, but it's supposed to be kind of contagious. So I'm staying away from Ann. <laughs> for, which I am, for which I am grateful. <laughs> but, anyway, we'll be- but we have lots of news to report. Uh, uh, and we'll be back side by side in the studio next week. Yes, in a month from now, I'll be with Chris Cooper, and he's in California, so we're going to have to do it by StreamYard again. Or okay. Something. All right. So anyway, uh, uh, look, the big story was next Benedict this week. Uh, rallies were held around the country uh, seeking justice for them. The non-binary teen who died in Oklahoma after being beaten up in school and by, of course, public officials uh, statewide. Uh, Yeah, we have some interesting video on that. Meanwhile, in the District of Columbia, Republican House members are fighting hard to keep anti-LGBTQ amendments in their spending bills. This is the sticking point behind the shutdown of the government. But of course, federal prosecutors have convicted the killer of a trans person for hate crimes. And a Long Island official has pulled a Ron DeSantis kind of move, banning trans people from, uh, trans women actually, from sports in county facilities. The pushback to that is immediate. Staten Island has finally gotten an LGBTQ inclusive St. Pat's parade, while the bigoted one out there continues. And by the way, the all-inclusive St. Pat's for all Parade is this Saturday in Queens. Uh, in Sunnyside, yes. Yes, uh, 48th and Skillman at noon. Uh, Brittany Griner was honored by her very Christian alma mater in Texas. With two big losses in the lesbian community to report, Pat Logue in Chicago and Shelley Weiss in Brooklyn. Giants, both of them. We will tell you all about them. Uh, A gay Australian cop killed his ex-partner and his ex's new boyfriend. Uh, Russian cops terrorize and arrest gays. I have an interesting picture of that. Uh, In Angola, an LGBTQ leader, Carlos Fernandez, has died, uh, suspected to be the victim of an assassination. Idea Broadbent, an HIV-AIDS activist, since she was six years old, has died at the age of 39. Another hero, another giant. Uh, the the off-Broadway hit spoof, Oh Mary, about Mary Todd Lincoln, first of all, is really a big hit. Uh, it's been extended. But it attracted some interesting audience members this week, the creators of the movie Lincoln. And I have to admit something I hadn't heard of, the Society of LGBTQ Entertainment Critics, why aren't we in it, uh, (laughs) announced their film awards. God knows we're uh, eternal critics. Anyway, we start with the death uh, of, 
of the bullied non-binary uh, student, Nex Benedict. It's become a big international cause. Um, there they are. Uh, we know they died the day after being set upon by three girls uh, in the restroom at Owasso uh, High School. Uh, went to the ho- went to the hospital. They did, and um, but sent home. And then I think it's the grandmother who's there calls. It's you know it says she's got to go back to the hospital. It's terrible. She's in bad shape, and she dies. Uh, he or they. They yes. Uh, either one is acceptable. An ex-partner uh, says they also use the he/him uh, pronouns. Uh, they're still sorting this out. They need to do an autopsy. The uh, officials are saying, "Well, it, it wasn't the result of trauma from the attack, the fight the the day before." How is that even possible? Of that, course, that was something the police said. But it was like an interpretation of something they got from the medical examiner. It was not something the medical examiner said. Right. And it's certainly not the result of any comprehensive examination or or final judgment. It's just an attempt to deflect responsibility for this. Well, we know that Nex tried to ward off the tormentors by throwing a little water on them, then got blamed for starting the fight but was jumped three to one and had to go to, you know, had to go to a hospital. Um, uh, We know that Oklahoma is one of the most vicious anti-LGBTQ states imaginable, especially anti-trans, starting with Governor Hitt and the legislature and the state school superintendent, Ryan Walters, who calls his crusade versus trans people a war for the souls of our kids. They've got 50 anti-LGBTQ bills on the docket to go far further. Terrible rhetoric on a daily basis. Now, we show we just showed you that picture of Nex in the hospital bed. That comes from a video recorded by a police officer on his body camera as he was interviewing her. That's his hand on the right side of the screen uh, and talking to her about the uh, incident. And we're going to link to that video in our show note. Uh, so go to our website, gayusatv.org, to sign up to get our weekly show note because we include a, a tremendous response, including right at the actions all across the country, including a walkout at the high school. Well, I want to talk. I want to talk about uh, for a second about the interview with the police officer, because what he talked to her about were the details of what actually happened. And he explained to her something that is actually quite standard in the justice system in this country. She uh, I'm sorry. uh, They were approached by these three attackers, three older girls who uh, were criticizing, uh, shaming, using uh, attacking language. But it was Nex who then, in response, took her water, his, I'm as bad at this as everyone, uh, took his, their water bottle and poured it over uh, at least one of these attacking girls. And then a fight ensued, a physical fight. And the police officer explained to Nex that because of that sequence of events, they were going to be charged as the aggressor in this and initiator of this fight. 
Now, wait a second. That next was going to be charged. Yes, uh, because they next were the first to make a physical move uh, of uh, aggression or attack. And hard as this may be to believe, because they were, of course, responding to a very aggressive uh, verbal attack from these three girls, that is the case in the law. If you are the person who makes the first physical move, you are likely to be charged as the aggressor. And so what the police officer was discussing with Nex was, are you sure that you want to report this in this way because you are going to bear the consequences of this? At the very least, it's going to be seen as a mutual uh, physical altercation. Uh, you are not going to be seen as the victim in this. And, uh, and that was the conversation they had on tape in the hospital room. And at the end of that, Nex and their grandmother decided not to file a, a police complaint because of concern about being charged. First here at noon, dozens of students and activists are gathering outside Owasso High School for a community rally honoring next Benedict. Thanks for joining us. I'm Reagan Ledbetter. And I'm Autumn Bracey. Benedict died earlier this month, one day after a fight at school. Owasso Police's initial investigation says Benedict did not die of trauma. News on 6's Chin Doan is live with reaction from supporters and the district. Looks like a lot's going on there, Chin. Autumn and Reagan, that's right. People started gathering here around 9 o'clock, and then around 9.45, students walked out of the school. You can see dozens of them are still here, voicing their concerns and holding signs. Now, current Owasso students and alumni who organized this rally tell me they're calling for change. They're holding signs that say, don't stand by, stand up, and justice for next. Now, at least one counter-protester is here, and there have been some screaming matches. You can tell those in class today before walking out say many students either didn't come to school at all or they joined this rally. Owasso Schools has not said how many students are absent today. The district did send a letter to families yesterday to let them know leaders were aware of this planned walkout. Owasso police are also here to make sure the rally is peaceful and again so far it has been peaceful. I talked to one of Next Benedict's friends about how things have been at school versus today. It's been tough. It's been really tough to lose someone that I cared about and to see all of this hate manifesting into something so powerful. I mean, it has become such a big thing. Now, the district says students who attend this rally will be marked absent just like any other absence and does need to have that cleared by a guardian or parent. Live in Owasso, Chindone, Oklahoma Zone, News on 6. Marked absent, uh, you know, the bureaucracy of schools, the hatred, the, the way they treat these things is just heinous. It's just awful. Um, and there was a vigil at the, um, at the Stonewall uh, right there in Greenwich Village, uh, as there were in many other places, including in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, not so, I, really not since Matthew Shepard in 1998 have I seen such an outpouring uh, over a, um, a victim of hate crime like this. I was at that Stonewall uh, rally for a little bit, and it was a big uh, crowd that was uh, very emotional about what happened to Nex. 
and Nicks had been bullied for a long time at school. So their reaction of pouring the water uh, was certainly understandable, uh, given a long history of being victimized by fellow students. And I think it's, you know, they were taken to the hospital. Uh, they had, uh, they were released without uh, a lot of examination, went home, complained of headaches, and then the next morning were uh, collapsing and uh, eyes rolled back in their head. The grandmother called the ambulance. Uh, they were taken to the hospital and died. A clear, it seems to me a lot more clear that that was a concussion as a result of that altercation rather than not a result of the trauma. Now, HRC, among others, is saying, where's the federal investigation here? Because, you know, the question is how much you can rely on these local officials. I mean, the governor is terribly anti-LGBTQ. The state superintendent of schools, Ryan Walters, is a, is a real monster. He's the one who put uh, Chaya Rachik, uh, uh, libs of TikTok, who foments violence uh, uh, you know, against LGBTQ people. And in fact, he, should we run the video? He was taken to task. They were both taken to task at a meeting of the school. Uh, this is a city council member yelling at Ryan Walters and Sean Cummings. Did I not tell you this was going to happen? Yet here I am again, and I'm sure when I leave your Chaya Rychek chick will tweet my stuff out again and I'll get more death threats. That's who you brought into the room. You emboldened these three girls yourself. Chaya Rychek emboldened these three girls by being on the library board. It's already difficult to be in high school. It's very difficult to be different. But when somebody is attacked for being different, this isn't even about the death part, because that's coming next. And we'll see who gets charged and how many families lose their children to prison. You are liable. You. So what are you going to do about it down the line? Literally, what are you going to do to change your behavior? It was real nice that you said thoughts and prayers for everybody at the beginning. You brought it on. Did Chaya Reichek do something in that school against an alphabet-friendly teacher? And she ended up getting so many threats, she quit. Yet you still brought her on, and within a month, magically, something happens. You have no deniability here. It is a pattern. Forced Gump could see this pattern. You don't deserve that. You have actual blood on your hands. This local city council member had to get, had to, get to that meeting at 5 p.m. the night before to get a speaking slot the next morning at that meeting. So that's how dedicated he is. Um, and he hopes that, that uh, Ryan Walters and Chaya get sued and bankrupted. Well, they're just relentless. Even after this happened, even the, after this has made worldwide news, they have not backed off any of their statements. Ryan Walters, the governor, they're all just uh, totally standing by their anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ stands. And they are... They're adamant that they are right and uh, other people have no right to live. Well, we will, obviously, this story is not over. All right. Yeah. Uh, some better news in South Carolina, of course, also stemming from a, a, a murder. Yeah, relatively better. In a first, it's a first, a federal jury found a man guilty of killing a black trans woman, Dime Doe, 24 years old, who was fatally shot 
by uh, Dakwa Ritter in Allendale in 2019. The Department of Justice said Ritter killed her because of her gender identity. Um, he had had some kind of relationship with her, but when people started talking about it, I think you know, he had another girlfriend who called him an anti-gay slur or something over this. That's when he got activated and went to kill her. So, you know, the assistant attorney general, Kristen Clark, said, we want the black trans community to know that you are seen and heard and will we'll use every tool available to seek justice. And just a few notes on the Alabama IVF case, uh, <laughs> which people are really freaking out about with good reason. Uh, this, of course, implicates the, uh, the LGBTQ community, too, who make great use of IVF to uh, uh, create families, to have children uh, with in vitro fertilization. But it's going to go beyond that, because not only is the right wing now going to go after contraception, if that doesn't... Uh, make people run screaming from the Republicans. I don't know what will. Uh, but they're also already overtly putting on their agenda, destroying marriage equality for same-sex couples. Uh, they, yes, I mean, Judge Tom Parker, who was the Alabama's uh, chief justice, who said that all human beings are in the image of God even before birth, won his seat on the court in 2018, promising to find the case that would overturn marriage equality. He pledged this on a show hosted by the pseudo-historian David Barton, uh, who would like to establish a theocracy in the United States. Now, um, you know, this, of course, has put Republicans on the defensive because they're all for banning, you know, they want to define uh, children from the time of, incest, you know, fertilization. And now, and that... Hundreds, I mean, over 100 of them are sponsors of such a bill in the Congress. So now they're all having, they don't know what to do, basically, because they, you know, people like Trump say, oh, we got to protect IVF. Uh, the Alabama legislature, the closeted governor, Kay Ivey, says we got to protect IVF. But it ties them in knots. Well, they're all signed on to this uh, Life Begins at Conception bill that they want as a national law and as state laws everywhere. So they're, they're yes, they're in a terrible position. <laughs> well, so if they pull back on that, they're still trying to move a bit. They're still moving a bill to define sex based on reproductive anatomy and establish single sex spaces based on that. They're, they're really painting themselves into about 10 different corners at the same time. Uh, meanwhile, in Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee has uh, uh, signed a bill to say nobody is required to solemnize a marriage that they do not approve of. Now, this is not about issuing marriage licenses, I believe. This is about actually performing marriage ceremonies. But I don't think anyone has been required to perform marriage ceremonies. Uh, no. This is all just phony... Uh, it's called gratuitous Thank military. You. Yes. And the Tennessee House uh, 70 to 24 uh, passed that bill banning pride flags in schools. And of course, uh, our side turned out, but We've got a gerrymandered legislature there that we cannot overcome. Uh, I'll take one moment to say that, uh, yes, I was on jury duty last week. And you remind me when you say gratuitous, 
Uh, one of the questions you're asked is, uh, this was a criminal case, Ken, that I was examined for. Can you uh, listen to police officers' testimony and not give them extra credibility because they're police officers or, you know, less credibility? And I said, well, you know, I'm ambivalent. I've had good experiences with the police and I've had bad experiences with the police. And I, I'm ambivalent about what I would do with police testimony. And the judge was very upset by this and said, well, what are you saying? What are you saying? Are you saying you don't know? <laughs> and I said, I wanted to say, I believe that's the definition of ambivalent, but I restrained myself. But I was not picked for the jury. Well, let's not let's not move completely away from all the reproductive stuff. Florida postponed their fetal personhood bill after all this kerfuffle over Alabama. Uh, Florida obstetricians and gynecologists already, because of their you know uh, laws around reproductive stuff, pay two hundred and twenty six thousand dollars a year for malpractice insurance versus $49,000 in Los Angeles, because it's so dicey to do your job in Florida. And they're, you know, they're just losing people who work in the field constantly. Well, a couple of other Florida notes. In Broward County, uh, school board Republicans opposed a resolution to support people with intellectual developmental disabilities in the schools. They opposed that because the bill mentioned the Trevor Project, parenthetically. So that bill was just off the table for them. Well, uh, the bill did uh, get approved, but with no votes from uh, from the Republicans. Before we pick up on all the statements, can we talk about a couple of more other national things? Sure. Well, I, I'll just say there's a big march in uh, Tallahassee today as we're taping uh, by people uh, angry about all the anti-LGBTQ bills in Florida. Right. And, okay, so we've had the primaries uh, the, 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 um, in Michigan, and the, the cable networks are just desperate to have a story. So they, you know, oh, my God, you know, Biden is in trouble, and Trump, Trump is sweeping, and Trump is losing 40%. Uh, 30 percent of the vote at each one of these things. So it's <laughs> they, there are tr certainly trouble signs, a few trouble signs for Biden, but they're much more prominent for Trump. Well, I actually like the uncommitted uh, votes in the Biden primary because I think it's a really important way to voice an objection and to uh, put pressure on Biden to. Uh, work for a ceasefire in uh, Gaza, and as opposed to uh, sort of useless demonstrations to actually go to the polls and vote uncommitted, I think is an extremely intelligent way to uh, voice your opinion. And I don't think those people are not going to show up for him in the fall. I think they're just choosing that as their protest. Uh, 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 CPAC, the conservative PAC, was quite the hate fest once again this, this week. Uh, they had an alt-right conspiracy theorist, Jack uh, Prosobiec, who uh, uh, said that we should overthrow democracy completely because all glory is to God, not the government. Nazis mixed in with young Republicans at this thing. And Trump once again hugged and kissed old glory, the flag on the stage, and said that black voters were flocking to him because they identify with his criminal indictments. Well, look, I don't think Trump is going to win this time around. 
fingers crossed. But he, I have to say, I watched his speech because I want to keep an eye on him. And he's a pretty charming speaker these days when he wants to be. You you laugh. Uh, well, I mean, I, I hope, look, I'm not, I understand that he's a viable candidate, unfortunately, uh, but there it is. Well, I think he's a loser, but uh, he he can be uh, he can be charming when he wants to be. The uh, the U.S. House, the far right Freedom Corps caucus, is demanding of Speaker Johnson reactionary riders to the uh, budget bills. Many of them anti-LGBTQ. Uh, he kept. Um, they want them to be kept in the bills, uh, and you know the Senate is never going to do it. It's things like banning the FAA from posting pride content to social media, defunding gender-affirming care, prohibiting DEI, keeping trans girls out of sports. This is the kind of stuff they're doing to hold up the government. Well, and uh, Johnson is in the same kind of uh, no-win position as Kevin McCarthy was. He can pass all the bills with Democratic support, but then those uh, that small cadre of uh, right-wing crazies is going to uh, throw him out of his job as speaker. Well, John, but Johnson had a meeting about holding on to the House with House Republicans, and he spent it with what, what they called, they didn't identify themselves giving this quote, it was a sermon, not a, not a strategy session. All he wants to talk about is declining church membership and America's moral decline. <laughs> he, he has nothing else to say. For religion. <laughs> He's gone to God to try to save his job. All right. Let's go back to the states. Okay. Oh, Washington state. LGBTQ activists there rallied alongside strippers to support a bill to improve working conditions in strip clubs and do away with the law against lewd conduct in bars that caused some gay bars to be raided last month. The amendment dropping that regulation passed the Senate 29 to 20 on February 7th, but faces skepticism in the House. All right, I, uh, I'll throw into this one tiny piece of good news. In uh, Columbia, Missouri, the city council, by a vote of six to one, declared the town a safe haven for LGBTQ people. So if you're trying to escape all this other horror in this country, you can go to Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, also, Missouri, Missouri. We have a state law against gender-affirming care, but it's a low priority for us. Uh, in Montana, they have reinstated the no gender change on your driver's license uh, law or on your birth certificate. No, no gender change on your birth certificate. Let's go to uh, Hillsborough County, Florida. We told you about the gay man at a dog park, uh, shot and killed by a man with a history of hurling anti-gay abuse at Walt Way. But the shooter, Deck Radford, claimed self-defense and was not arrested. And apparently there were no witnesses to this. Uh, Radford had told Lay, you're going to die. People did witness that. Uh, but there were no arrests. Uh, state attorney's office says they're investigating, they're under pressure uh, to determine if it was a stand your ground, which is the excuse used to kill unarmed Trayvon Martin years ago. But even if it were true that Lay fought Radford in some way, it's supposed to be illegal to meet non-lethal force with lethal force. Well, the cops are just, or the state attorney's office, or whoever said this, uh, are just shameless. They said, well, you know, he's claiming stand your ground, and 
When you have two opposing sides, who are you going to believe? You have to believe the guy who says he was uh, executing Stand Your Ground. Oh, there is plenty of circumstantial evidence that this guy was, uh, uh, you know, uh, planning to kill him. Yes. Uh, update on the uh, funeral of Cecilia Gentili here at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Uh, the You were told last week by Andy and Rob, thank you, Rob Shooter, for sitting in last week, that uh, that the cathedral performed a, a, a reparation ceremony after the disgraceful service for Cecilia. So people have been planning a protest uh, of sorts at, at the cathedral, making flyers and handing them out to parishioners to inform them of what really happened and how it was not a disgraceful service. But uh, Cecilia's family is saying, no, we don't want that. Leave them alone. We had the service we wanted, and now we want to just go away and uh, forget all this. Um, in Harris County, Texas, a, a lesbian couple was found dead in their apartment, and it was deemed a murder-suicide. Now, the police were called to the apartment by neighbors who had heard gunshots, but the police did not force their way into the apartment. They said, we don't know where the bullets were coming from. And so, they, and they don't pursue it. They go away. They could have been surviving on the floor, but, you know, they, they didn't enter the apartment. Then they come back. They go around the back. They look in the window. No, it wasn't them. Two days later, the neighbors uh, reported again and say, you know, we really think something happened there. A security guard from the apartment complex went around to the back, jumped the patio fence, saw a body inside, and then called the police to come back and say, hey, you know, you missed something here. These were two young black women, 23 and 27. Awful. Yes. Okay. Um... All right. Uh, let's go back to, uh, 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 where did I have it? Oh, North Carolina. Uh, the chief medical examiner has issued a report on the brutal butchering of a, a trans man, Jacob Williamson, in 2023, 18 years old, uh, by uh, a man and his girlfriend. Uh, they lured him online uh, and, and literally butchered him. And, and live streamed it on social media saying it was fun and danced around. Now, these are remorseless people. Uh, so their charges have been upgraded to murder. Yeah. In, uh, in Utah, a, uh, we've told you about the uh, Board of Education member, Natalie Klein, who erroneously identified a high school basketball player as trans turned out to be a cis girl, uh, but her complaints about this girl and her misgendering of her uh, caused the girl to be uh, the subject of a lot of threats. She needed yeah. police protection. Yeah. The girl, the girl did. So uh, Natalie Klein has been stripped of her com committee assignments and asked to resign. She's been censured by the legislature but she's not going anywhere. She's sticking up for herself. She says, you know, this is all about pushing to normalize transgenderism. Uh, I have this is constitutionally protected speech. Now, now, Ms. Klein, 
you have a right to say it, but sometimes there are consequences to things that you say. We can't lock you up for saying it, but we can say, get off, get off your job. And it would be nice if you had a sense of uh, regret for having said no, no, she's got a long, she's campaigned on this. She has a long history of anti-LGBTQ posts, including recommending taking up guns to defend a seminary against LGBTQ Mormons. She ought to join that candidate in Missouri who's uh, who took out the flamethrower against the uh, books. And in uh, in our very area in Nassau County, the county executive of Nassau, uh, Bruce Blakeman, uh, (laughs) here he is announcing an executive order that no trans girls could uh, participate in sports on county property. There are a hundred pieces of county property, parks, athletic fields, whatever, but any team that includes a trans girl, even if they're fine with the trans girl on the team, even if the opponents are fine with the trans girl on the opposing team, none of them can play sports in Nassau County. Now, this is in violation of New York state law. And the attorney general, Tish James, and watch out for her. You know who she's a giant killer. Uh, they're all taking taking him on. He just made this up out of his own mind. There, it is literally against the gender identity non discrimination law. And uh, put that picture up again. I want you to take a look at the uh, faces of the kids that he forced to stand around him uh, as he's doing it. I've never seen such an unhappy bunch of kids. Well, he's trying to, as I, you know, it's obviously he's trying to imitate DeSantis. I don't. I hope that is not going to fly on my home county of Nassau. Uh, In Indiana, the Attorney General Todd Rokita has created a new website called Eyes on Education. Uh, To solicit reports from the public, you can take that picture down, we're on to Indiana. Uh, Reports of socialist indoctrination in classrooms. It's just, it goes on and on and on. How do these people get in office? What, who is electing them? Why aren't they paying more attention? I have one thing to say to you. Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. Uh, He had had a TV show. Cobb County, Georgia, uh, the fifth grade teacher who was fired there in August for reading what they called a divisive book at the kid's request, My Shadow is Purple, is now suing the district, saying its uh, policies do not expressly permit, discuss, prohibit discussions of gender identity, gender conformity or nonconformity or sexual orientation, and do not define controversial issues. So she says it's vague censorship. Her name is Catherine Rinderly, and she uh, says it's a violation of the Equal Protection Clause and Title IX. All right, we we have uh, indulged in a lot of time taking on all of these, so we got to get on our horse and move a little faster. Uh, let's and, give them some good news. Here's a TikTok video of a dad named James uh, 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 Marlowe. Boo, Boo, yep, uh, in and his, his son Mikey in his car with his son talking about. We all know that there's people that are disgusted whenever they see a trans person. And we all know of the people who don't care if they see a trans person. 
But apparently, we're a third type of person. Or at least I am. I can't speak for him. I am too. See, we just kind of had our first uh, experience with the trans woman. See, she walked in behind us, and I opened the door for her just as I would anybody. But uh, and I didn't think twice about who she was. Then I noticed, wait a second, that's a trans woman. When I tell you how happy it made me, getting emotional now to be able to see somebody be out and open to the world here in small town Texas you just gotta know how much bravery that takes right Mikey hell yeah I wanted to say something to her but then I realized I'd probably look weird you know smiling at a stranger but if you're a trans woman and you came here to the landmark truck stop in Clyde, Texas, just know we're proud of you. Right, Mikey? Yep. Okay, the kid is fantastic. And, you know, of, of course, trans people who exist in this society deserve medals, uh, battle medals uh, for what they put up with. But wonderfully refreshing to see people notice and applaud and be happy. And more Mike, you can sit in here on Gay USA any week uh, and co-host. More, more, more uh, good news um, from Staten Island. You know, we've told you about controversies over LGBTQ inclusion and St. Patrick's Day parades going on for 30 years. Most have been integrated, including the Fifth Avenue one, which is on the 16th of March. But the Staten Island was the holdout. So Mayor Adams got involved and got a group to say, let's have an inclusive parade out there. And they're going to have it right on the 17th of March, which is the actual St. Patrick's Day on a Sunday. And uh, as you said at the top of the show, the um, St. Pat's for All uh, started 24 years ago as an inclusive alternative to the Manhattan Parade is in Sunnyside, Queens on March the 3rd. This weekend. Uh, bad news also, more bad news from Indiana. A court there has just lifted an injunction against a bad law so that the ban on trans youth care can now take effect and will take effect immediately. So, But we had a win in Arizona, a bill to put a referendum on the ballot to give localities the right to ban trans people from school restrooms and locker rooms failed in the state Senate. It would have also let schools establish rules about, you know, pronoun use. I hope that uh, bodes ill for Carrie Lake's Senate uh, attempt. Uh, and congratulations to the John C. Anderson uh, LGBTQ-friendly senior housing in Philadelphia, which is celebrating its 10th anniversary. This was the opening ceremony 10 years ago, and it was so colorful and nice. Uh, we wanted to memorialize that. Um, our pal Mark Siegel had a lot to do with putting that together. Well, the goal is to keep LGBTQ older people from being forced out of the community that they helped build. And uh, then at Baylor University, which is a top Texas Christian university, they retired out Brittany Griner's number 42 that she wore as a college star there 11 years ago. She was a two-time AP Player of the Year, and she was part of Baylor's 40 to, not, 40 to nothing national championship team, uh, 40 and 0, 
uh, national championship team in 2012. Reiner didn't speak at the ceremony, but as the jersey was being raised to the rafters, she was overcome with emotion. And of course, we spent a long time following her horrible incarceration in uh, Russia for a while, but luckily she uh, got out of that. And then the uh, go ahead. Uh, congratulations to the University of Tennessee diver. Uh, who Biden Hattie uh, won his third SEC platform diving title, blowing away the competition. It's a senior in the hate state, Tennessee, University of Tennessee, came out publicly last year, now aiming for the NCAA and the Olympics. Um, and he has a pop. He's going to uh, be in the Olympics for Canada. And a couple of real giants in our community who we lost this week that we wanted to remember. First, Pat Logue. Uh, was uh, both a groundbreaking lawyer for Lambda Legal Defense and then a, a judge in Chicago. She opened the, after a private uh, legal career, she opened the Lambda Chicago office in uh, 1993. She won the uh, Jamie Nabosny case, which uh, from Wisconsin, the first student who got uh, who won a civil case against a school for the bullying he suffered there. That It was an incredible landmark case. Got him and a million-dollar settlement. She also uh, was instrumental in the Lawrence v. Texas case that uh, got rid of the sodomy laws in this country and uh, was the sort of mentor and leader of the team for that. She, she was... She went on to become an associate judge of the Circuit Court of Cook County, a recipient of numerous honors, and was inducted into Chicago's LGBTQ Hall of Fame in 2003. She was survived by her wife, Marsha Feston, and two daughters and a granddaughter. There's going to be a memorial service for her in Chicago in June. She was about 64 years old. She was described as a visionary, a risk taker, an optimist, and always chose the boldest path to victory. Pat Loeb was a giant. She really was. She was suffering from Alzheimer's. I don't know if that was the actual cause of death, but that was uh, what happened to her most recently. And then, and then there was Shelley Weiss in Brooklyn, who died at 77 of kidney disease. She was a mentor to members of Jews for racial and economic justice, a social worker, health administrator, who in 1994 founded Out Media, booking LGBTQ performers on college campuses, promoting acts such as the Kinsey Six, S-I-C-K-S, a drag acapella group, and the lesbian comic Julie Goldman, a uh, pioneer in making Park Slope a lesbian neighborhood. As a single mom, and I remember her from this, she pushed for LGBTQ inclusive multicultural education in public schools, she's survived by a son and grandchildren. Uh, Shelley made a very deliberate decision uh, to leave her social work career, although she sort of operated as a social worker forever, but she decided that uh, the arts were an important venue for liberation and for education of the general population. And so that's why she created Out Media and started sending these LGBTQ acts all over because she wanted that to be the vehicle for uh, the message of equality. Uh, and she was terrific and hilariously funny. International news? Yes. 
Oh, I have to clear up something that you and Rob discussed last week about uh, where the World Cup was taking place in 2026. It is taking place in Mexico and the U.S. and Canada. Well, you were sort of disagreeing about where it was going to be. So the uh, complaints and concerns about the homophobia of the Mexican uh, fans is a real issue, but it's the finals going to be here in New York or in New Jersey at the Meadowlands, and the games leading up to that will be all over the North American continent. And what are we going to? Well, of course, the Russians are banned from the Olympics, uh, the Olympics. But uh, and this isn't one of the reasons, but it should be. Uh, what are the Russian cops doing to gays there? Uh, in Tula, Russia, they burst into a private party at a bar. And what you're seeing in that picture is they dragged attendees out and beat them up in the street. You can see in the lower left a guy lying in the snow, and he is being uh, assaulted by the Russian police there. Uh, They arrested nine of what they regarded as the most feminine men and charged them with spreading LGBT propaganda, which is all which we know is a heinous felony in the uh, in Russia now. Uh, there is a constant crackdown going on in Russia for any visibility uh, for LGBT people, issues, flags, whatever. You can be having a private party in a bar and the police will crash in, arrest you, beat you, charge you. There is just no escape in Russia. I'm not going. No, me either. In Australia, in New South Wales, a gay couple was murdered, and the cop, ex-boyfriend of one of them, was charged. Jesse Baird, 26, and Luke Davies there, 29, were slain uh, in their home uh, um, after an argument with uh, Beaumont Lamar Condon, 28, described as a celebrity-chasing cop. Uh, uh, Baird, who who was killed, was a former TV host. Davies was a flight attendant. Lamar Condon used a van to dispose of the bodies and eventually held out for a while, but eventually showed the police where they were. Yeah, they they couldn't find the bodies at first. They found blood. They found the van. They found all sorts of evidence, but not the bodies. Horrific story. Yeah, they finally uh, wrung it out of him, but it took a while. The Sydney Mardi Gras uh, organizers are asking the police not to march in Mardi Gras. They say, look, we know there are uh, good police officers. We know this is painful, but really we're in no mood to have the police uh, visibly marching in Sydney Mardi Gras. Nice to see scandal for the anti-LGBTQ Prime Minister Viktor Orban of Hungary. The country's president, uh, Katalin Novak, um, and Orban ally resigned in disgrace for pardoning a man convicted of helping cover up sex abuse at the children's home. Uh, former justice minister who approved the decision also resigned. Now, these were two women uh, as these uh, officials uh, were jettisoned. Um, uh, you know, they say they want to, all, all these things they do against us. They say wanna, they want to protect children and look what they do. Well, uh, and look what they do in Angola, where an LGBTQ leader there, Carlos Fernandez, director of the LGBTQ group in Angola, was murdered for his work. Uh, uh, Backlash to uh, 
he worked against uh, discrimination and he was assassinated, we believe, uh, for that. You know, the community there is is very deeply closeted, but Angola did make anti-LGBTQ discrimination illegal in 2019. They did, and yet, as the reports say, that has done very little to actually end discrimination or stigma or violence. Uh, but in the UK, I guess we can celebrate the fact that the Royal Mint is issuing a five-pound coin uh, celebrating George Michael there on the left. And, of course, with the king on the back of the coin on the right there. Yippee! All right. AIDS news. So, the, you know, the big news was the, was the death of Hydea Broadbent, uh, born with HIV in 1984, and an AIDS activist from the time she was six years old. She's died at the age of 39 in Las Vegas. She that is her at the 1996 uh, Republican convention in San Diego. I was there for Gay USA with Mary Fisher, who was the uh, Detroit heiress, uh, who also was out about having HIV. And they made quite a couple at that convention speaking to the Republican delegates about HIV and AIDS. She famously so, appeared on Nickelodeon with Magic Johnson in 1992, right after his diagnosis. Mm -hmm. She was seven years old, broke down in tears and said, I want people to know that we're just normal people. And at her death, Johnson tweeted, thanks to Hydea, millions were educated, stigmas were broken, and attitudes about HIV AIDS were changed. She was on Oprah too, but we have a little video of uh, Hydea. I was diagnosed at three, and the doctor said I wouldn't live past the age of five. I just turned 30, so that goes to show that there is hope now. The medications are better than ever. I can get married and have children without passing HIV on to my future husband or child. I was HIV positive. I am kind of a pioneer in my field of being an activist. I came after Ryan White. That was the first African-American youth to speak up and speak out. My parents were very different. They allowed me to be open. They wanted me to know that age was something that happened to me, but did not define who I was. I started speaking at the age of six. I hit that emotional factor for a lot of people. And I still get people who will come to me and say, I remember your story. I'm a part of the first generation of children who was born with AIDS. You want to see the day, because I've, sorry, I get emotional here. You've seen the day where your friends have died, um, who you went to the hospital with. So now it's time to see the day when there are no more children born with HIV. I notice where we're missing the mark and where we could be reaching young people, especially when it comes to HIV awareness and prevention. Is it really worth it? So I'm in the stages of developing campaigns that I'm working on. I'm working on a book. I'm going to be doing a documentary, so one day I'll be winning them. If someone were to call you today's Ryan White, could you accept that? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm today's idea project. You know, her, her, her illness prevented her from getting a formal education, but Ebony Magazine twice named her one of the most influential African-Americans in the country. Um, she really dedicated her whole life to the fight. She did, and she was stunning, stunning. And 
front page headlines all over the place, a, a big star for a long time. Okay. So again, a huge loss. Uh, one other little footnote, uh, you know, Madonna's been on tour for a while and does a big tribute to people who've died with AIDS uh, as part of her performance. Well, it turns out that uh, she misidentified Luther Vandross as someone who had died of AIDS, and his family said, what? please take his name out of your act. We appreciate what you're doing, but Luther is not appropriate to include. <laughs> Entertainment news. Yeah. Well, uh, Anne's, Anne's favorite play, Oh, Mary, the Mary Todd Lincoln spoof starring Cola Scola as the troubled first lady. <laughs> there in the blue dress. It brought out the creators of the movie Lincoln. I mean, I thought this was, I couldn't believe this all, but there it is. Screenwriter Tony Kushner there on the left, the director Steven Spielberg towards the center, and Sally Field, who play, was Oscar nominated for playing Mrs. Lincoln in the movie. <laughs> but I haven't heard what their reactions were to the play. That's what well, I'm They're smiling, and then they allowed their picture to be taken with them. It, uh, look, they're even t talking about a Broadway transfer for this. Uh, look, I enjoyed it a lot, and even more in retrospect now that it's so popular. I hope they've, you know, livened up the first few minutes a little, but uh, but it really is funny. It really is worthwhile. They've extended it through May 5th. I think it will keep extending and, and move to Broadway. Oh, my God. Uh it and Rob was right. There is a little bit of Copacabana in the madcap medley that shows up in the play. So that was fun as I sat there thinking of them. But although I also saw a little uh, bit of Copacabana in a Friends episode the other night. I think it showed up everywhere. But Oh Mary, if you can get a ticket, is uh, definitely the hot thing in town these days. The uh, SAG Awards, which are just it's my old union, uh, it's for just for acting, uh, were this weekend. Uh, there was some stuff of LGBTQ interest. Uh, Io, say her last name for me again. Adebari. Adebari won for outstanding performance by a female actor in a comedy series for The Bear. And Lily Gladstone continues her march towards the Oscars on March 10th winning outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role for Killers of the Flower Moon. And I have to say, I, I, I watched Killers of the Flower Moon last week. I resisted it because it's three and a half hours, and I know about the terrible incident that it's, uh, that it's about, but it's, it was uh, very, very moving. Uh, watch The Bear if you haven't seen it. Uh, very, very intense and good. I watched the Independent Spirit Awards. Uh, sorry to see that neither Kokomo City and Bottoms, which were nominated, did not win. But happy to see that Past Lives won uh, Best Film because Christine Vachon, uh, lesbian, longtime legendary producer, uh, was one of the producers on that. And uh, Nick Offerman uh, made a great little speech. He won for The Last of Us, the HBO series. He said, people said to him, why did you have to make it a gay story? Because he has a love story in it. He said, uh, because you ask stupid questions like that. <laughs> it's not a gay story. It's a love story, a-hole. <laughs> Well, there's a society of LGBTQ entertainment critics, and they named All of Us Strangers, which has been nominated a lot in the other award shows, but overlooked for awards, directed by Andrew Hay, starring there Andrew Scott and Paul Meskel, as Film of the Year at their 
15th annual Dorian Awards. Barbie won for Best Director, Greta Gerwig, also snubbed at the Oscars. And Did Bottoms win uh, anything? Uh, sorry? Did Bottoms. I didn't that. I didn't I know. Individual honors went to Lily Gladstone and to Coleman Domingo of Ruston and The Color Purple, also, which he was in, um, who also won the LGBTQIA Film Trailblazer Award. And Jodie Foster of NIAD won their Timeless Star Award, and they named Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, as the unsung film of the year. And Ingenue Ellis Taylor, uh, who uh, is out by, I guess, uh, and plays the mom of Fantasia in the new Color Purple movie, slammed the underplaying still of the lesbian themes in the Color Purple. I hope the uh, drilling outside my apartment is not interfering. No, I watched that too, and they were kind of uh, oblique about that. He says it's a movie about black lesbians. People can say it's about sisterhood, but it's a story about black lesbians, period. Uh, and uh, uh, and none were involved in making it. Uh, we suppress it. We hide it. We sanitize it. So thank you for that statement. And no thank you to Saturday Night Live and their hiring of Shane Gillis as the host of last week's show. He continued to be homophobic and racist and misogynist in his monologue and some of his skits. And it's just shameful that they... Warren Michaels is not a friend. No. And if you well, worried, that's the end for us. We will be back next week with any luck in the studio. And if you're worried about Don Lemon, he got a two hundred twenty, got a twenty-four point five million dollars settlement from CNN. The end. Goodbye. <laughs>